Welcome wrestling fans from around the world to In the Ring with Brandy. I'm your host Brandy and on this show we talk about all things wrestling from AEW to Impact, Ring of Honor, WWE's Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK and New Japan Pro Wrestling. On tonight's show we're covering the pay-per-view show. Last week there were two pay-per-views running on two different brands, Impact and WWE. So we're going to be covering Impact's Under Siege from 515 and WWE's WrestleMania Backlash from 516. So let's get this show on the road, shall we? Let's start with Impact Under Siege from 515. Now it starts out with Brian Myers versus Black Taurus. I told you guys, and I've been saying it, if you've not watched Impact, go look it up on your social media. Go just check out them. They post matches daily. So go check out matches. Go look it up on your social media. It is everywhere. Impact is incredible. But of course, let's start with Brian Myers versus Black Taurus. Black Taurus is pretty twisted. He kind of works with Decay, Rosemary, and Havoc. And Crazy Steve. If you guys have not seen Black Taurus, you need to go check this guy out. He is a really, 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 really good wrestler. I mean, fantastic performer. Brian Myers, even better. This match was incredible. You weren't quite sure which way it was going to go. Back, forth, back, forth. You were. I was kind of interested to see because I thought maybe Black Taurus might actually be able to get past Brian Myers. Then again, I wasn't sure because Brian Myers is such a great performer. He's such a great in-ring performer. And I love to watch Brian Myers go. So to get to watch this match was incredible. The match was great. The match was fantastic. The I mean, There were moves Brian Myers was doing that you guys would... be. It was just incredible. It moves he's never done before against a completely different opponent, which is Black Taurus. Sometimes as a ring performer, you have to kind of change up your style. You have to kind of, you know, reinvent yourself with per performer. You just sometimes you just have to do that. But of course, it was a fantastic match. Brian Myers did successfully win that match, and I was very impressed because it was not an easy match. Black Taurus is not an easy man to beat. He's not easy to get past any opponent, TJP, anybody else. Even Moose has had a hard time with Black Taurus. So to see Brian Myers accomplish this at Under Siege was incredible. It was fantastic. Now we move on, like I told you, my women's division. Love my women's division. Kimberly and Susan versus Taylor White and Tennille Dashwood. Now, let me tell you something. Taylor White has this big problem with Tennille Dashwood, and I'm going to tell you why. Because Taylor's the type of person she wants to fight on her own. She does not want, you know, any outside help. She definitely doesn't want a tag team partner. She basically, she's going after, you know, Deanna Parazzi's title. That's what she wants. The thing standing in her way happens to be Kimberly and Susan. She has a real problem with them, and they seem every week, week after week after week after week, keep coming at Taylor White. And Taylor Wilde's having a very hard time keeping up with it. It's really hard. So, Janelle Dashwood, with Caleb, with a K, decides to come and help her. Taylor's the type of person, like I told you, she has said from the beginning to Janelle, I want no help. But because I've got this stepping stone i got to get past with Kimberly and Susan... I'm going to accept your help, but we are not best friends. We are not tag team partners. You're just a business transaction that is helping me get past it so that I can get to Deanna Parazzi's knockout title. That's what you're here for. This match was incredible. These girls brought, I mean, Tennille, she dominated that match. She proved without a shadow of a doubt that she is good in the, ma- in the ring. Anybody who watches 
any has ever watched any of her wrestling performances. Anybody that's ever watched them. And all brands, any performance division she's been in, Tennille has dominated. She has dominated. Granted, I kind of upset that she's not been given a title yet. That kind of bugs me a little bit because the girl needs a title. She really does. Then you got you got Taylor Wilde. Taylor Wilde is incredible. If you've not seen her, guys, go look her up on social media. Go watch some of her matches. They are incredible. To, they are a sight to see. They are amazing. Then you've got Kimberly and Susan. Kimberly is just absolutely incredible. This girl doesn't get credit where credit. She's like Tennille. She doesn't get credit where credit's due. Deanna Parazzi and Susan kind of steal her thunder a little bit. And I don't like the fact that they're stealing her thunder because she's incredible. She deserves to shine just as much as the other two do. Susan, Susan's a better. So with Susan, she's kind of got that, you know, charisma that kind of fits Kimberly. But she kind of overshadows Kimberly a little bit. Like she's, I, I guess, the teacher's trying to teach the student. But you got to let the student showcase what she can do. And Kimberly is proving it. She's nailing it. She's fantastic. But the match was going great. The match was fantastic. These girls were back and forth. It was hard to keep up. One minute you thought, I was expecting Deanna Parazzi to come out at some point and cause a distraction. I was expecting it. Or I was expecting Caleb with a K to kind of interfere. Neither one of them got involved in the match. They let the girls shine like they should have. All four of them. All four of them were incredible. This match was just incredible to see. Of course, it did end with Taylor Wilde and Tennille Dashwood winning the match. I was happy. That was a well-deserved win. Now we hope that Taylor can move on past Kimberly and Susan and go after Deanna. Of course, they're in the ring. And Taylor is actually celebrating with Tennille. Which is incredible to see because it kind of showcases that maybe she's kind of getting on board with Tennille Dashwood. She might be thinking, hey, tag team titles? She might be thinking something. She's cooking something up. But it's hard to tell with either one of them what their end goal is. It's very difficult to tell. We're just going to have to wait and see how this works. Now, Sammy Calloway. I've told you guys about Sammy. Sammy has had a lot of issues with the elite. A lot of serious issues with the elite he last week or a couple weeks ago he was involved in a quarterfinals match to determine whether he was going to be one of the six competitors to fight at under siege to get a shot at kenny's title good brothers came in and completely interrupted his match i mean dq'd him right off the bat and it kind of made me mad because Sammy calloway deserved a better shot than that he deserved a better you know, running that, and ever since then, he's had a big problem with the elite, a huge problem with the elite, particularly Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega is a thorn in his side that he just can't seem to shake. Of course, he uses a hacker video. Hacker videos, we all know those, we remember those from some of the other, you know, WWE and some of the others have done it, and he says he deserves to face Kenny Omega. He'd say, I, mean, I agree, he does deserve to face Kenny. I mean, Kenny has been a problem with Sammy. Every time Sammy has a match, either the brothers or Kenny or even Don Callis gets involved. And to me, they're not playing on a they're not playing fair to him because he's worked his you know worked himself up to get to this point to only be told, Oh no, we're gonna interfere. We don't want you in this match. We don't need you in this match. We want someone we know we can take. 
Sammy, of course, says he's the hero that this company needs. He's the hero that this company needs. I agree with that, kind of, but there's other players involved in Impact besides Sammy Callahan. I mean, you've got Moose. You've got Jackson Storm. You've got, you know, TJP. You've got Rich Swan. You've got, you know, Willie Mack. The list goes on and on as to who could really be. I mean, all of y'all could get together and be, all of you could be heroes in this story. All of you could finally run the elite out of impact. It could, I mean, it could happen. But Sammy being the single person in the, you know, the single person that the company needs to save, you know, the company from elite, I don't think you're the only one. I don't think you are because there's others out there that deserve that shout out as much as you do, especially Moose. Moose is the dominating force. This man could be your best best friend or your worst enemy. It depends on how you look at it. So I'm kind of interested to see what they mean by this, where they're going with this with Sammy Callahan, where are we going? I mean, I see Sammy being a champion one day. I really do. I see it happening. But he's got, they've got to get together as a group. Impact does. To eliminate the elite. They have to. There is no choice. They have to get together as a team. As a unit. As a group. And defeat the elite. It's the only way it's going to work. One person can't do it alone. And that's how I feel about it. Impact Wrestling Tag Team Championship Number 1 Contenders Match. This is huge. This is seriously huge because whoever wins this gets to face Finn Juice for the titles. Finn Juice has been on a roll. Juice Robinson and David Finley have been on a dang roll. These boys have been on a tirade. I mean, David Finley is doing things in Impact that you've never seen this boy do in New Japan. I mean, if you guys have not seen Finn Juice, go look them up. Look them up both on New Japan and look them up both in Impact. You will see a completely different David Finley in both of them. It's incredible. I mean, these boys have been literally on fire, in, you know, in Impact. But, of course, you got to have a number one contender. It's only fair. So, we have Ace Austin and Madman Mad Fulton versus TJP and PD Williams versus... Triple X and AC, of course, AC Romano and Larry D came out. Then you have Raju who came out and Shay. Raju and Triple X are pin teamed up together. This is an interesting combination because Triple X and Raju cannot stand each other. I'm not quite sure how this tag team was going to work because these two have been at each other's throats a lot in Impact lately. So, it's kind of interesting to see how this is going. Plus, you got AC and Larry out there who could be a problem. You got Shay out there who could be a really big problem. You know, you got that outside interference on the outside that could, you know, you don't know good brothers can interrupt. This match was an incredible match because you had some of the best people in the, you know, regular division and the tag team division. Some dream tag teams you never thought you'd ever see teamed up together fighting for a chance to face Finn Juice. To me, this was a big deal. This match was just, it was incredible to watch. It was, you, you, it was incredible. You just would have to go and look at this match to understand just how incredible this thing was. Back and forth, you weren't sure. I, mean, you, I figured Raju and Triple X might have it. It looked like it for a little bit. That I mean, they actually were coexisting as a team, which shocked me because these two can't stand each other. Of course, AC Romano and Larry D did not get involved whatsoever. We didn't see the Good Brothers, which I kind of thought we would, but we didn't. 
It was a fair fight between all the parties involved, and of course it didn't end with Ace Austin and Mad Madman Fulton getting that shot. So they get a shot at Finn Juice for the titles. Interesting combination because Finn Juice, they're kind of high flyers. They're kind of, you know, they're different from the gritty Austin and Fulton. They're very two different styles. So it's going to be interesting to see how this match goes down and if if Austin and Fulton can get the titles off the team that is literally just dominating Impact right now, Finn Juice. We'll see. Fire and Flair. I've told you guys how I feel about Fire and Flair. I was happy that the girls lost their titles because they've been running their mouths basically claiming that they're the best tag team in Impact Women's Division right now. And I don't see it. I just don't see it. It's not possible for them to be the best. But they claim that they are. But they say they're ready. They're going to be, of course, they get their rematch against Erling and Grace. They said, though, and then they go bragging about about their talk about their hair and how they blow, how they'll get blown down by fire and flare. Come on, girls, really? You got your butts beat for those titles at the last pay per view. What makes you think for a second that Erling and Grace are not going to be on their A game? They're going to be bringing more than their A game because they're the champs right now. They're not going to let you just squeak by. They're going to give you a run for your money. They really are. And so it's. It's going to be an interesting setup to see just how well these girls will do later on in the night. Of course, we have W. Morrissey versus Willie Mack. W. Morrissey has been a problem for Willie Mack and Rich Swan for a bit. I don't know what his personal vendetta is against them. I don't understand why he's mad at Willie Mack or, you know, Swan. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Maybe there's more to the story that Impact Creative's not telling us. I don't know, but apparently he's got some big issue, and Willie Mack has just had enough. He's had enough of his shenanigans. He's had enough of him coming in and just destroying him and Swan. He's done. So now he has a fight against Morrissey. This match was not what I expected. This match was a little bit more gritty. It was a little bit more raw, because you have two, I mean behemoths going against each other. One that seems to think, apparently, like I said, has a personal vendetta against Mac and Swan. I don't know what it is. And Willie Mac trying to prove and shut him down before he causes more harm than good. It was an incredible match, but it was a gritty match. It was a raw it was a raw match. It was not something you were used to seeing between two competitors. It was something different. It was something fresh. I was kind of happy the Impact kind of gave us something fresh and something new that, you know, not the same old storyline every single time. And it was incredible. It was a great match. Of course, W. Morrissey did win that match. He did not cheat. He did not did not cheat, guys. I'm telling you, did not cheat. He won a fair, clean fight. It was a great fight. After the match, he continued to attack Willie Mack. I mean, brutally, viciously attacked this man. Willie Mack couldn't get his defenses up fast enough. I mean, not fast enough at all. He grabs him by the grabs a chair and is going to hit Willie Mack with it. But what do we get? We get the return of the former Impact Champion, Rich Swan. He came back at under siege and comes to help his friend. He runs out, grabs that chair, and starts swinging for the fences. Swinging at you know, Morrissey. Morrissey quickly gets out of the ring because he realizes, I'm outnumbered. Numbers game. I can't be both of them. There's no way. 
So, basically, after that, Swan turns the chair around, sits it down backwards, and sits. And just stares at Morrissey, like, come on. Come back. Come back in this ring. Come at me, bro. Let's go. Morrissey and him have a stare down that I, I could tell you seems like it lasts for minutes. Because they're just staring at each other. Swan's just daring him to come into that ring. He's daring him to challenge him. Morrissey, of course, does not budge. Swan doesn't budge. It's going to be interesting to see where they go with this. Are they going to explain what Morrissey's problem is with Willie Mack and Swan? Are they, you know, where are they going to go with this? It's going to be interesting. I mean, I know eventually they're building up to a Morrissey versus Swan match. I'm looking forward to seeing how this match is going to do because it's such an, such an incredible heat between the two of them right now that I'm interested to see. Will Willie Mack play a part in it? Don't know. We'll have to wait and find out where this one's going to go and how far this one's going to go later on. Knockout Tag Team Championship match. Here we go. Fire and Flares, Kira Hogan and Tasha Steele versus Jordana Grace and Rachel Early. I told you guys earlier, I told you, these girls, Rachel and Grace, are going to bring their A game. They're not going to let those titles go so easily to Fire and Flare. They're just not going to. And they really did bring their A game. They were literally on fire. I mean, they were making sure and guaranteeing there was no way those girls were going to take those titles off of them at, without a heck of a fight. And believe me, they were going to have to pry it out of their hands and those girls were making sure that they didn't win easy and they didn't win like they normally do by cheating. It was an incredible match. It is, to me, it was one of the best matches of the night when it involves the women. When you have women's division matches, the girls really bring it. They, they really showcase what they can do. And these two teams showcased their fire. They showcased that they belong. You know, they, it just should have been main event because this was just such an incredible match. It really should have been main event. It was incredible. It was back and forth, you know. But like I said, Rachel and Grace literally were not letting those titles go so easily. They were not. Unfortunately, they did lose their titles to Kira Hogan and Tasha Steele. Not happy. As a female wrestling watcher, a female you know, watcher of wrestling, I don't... I mean, you guys may disagree. You guys might like Fire and Flare. And if you do, please tell me on social media. Give me your reasons why, because I like to hear your opinion on things. Fire and Flare are a little too big for their britches, basically claiming that they're better than any women in the division. You've got Kimberly and Susan. You've got Taylor Wilde and Tennille Dashwood. You've got, you know, Rachel and Grace. You've got some great women in the division right now that are tag teams that could just blow you out of the water. When you go around claiming that you're better than anybody else, you jinx yourself. You set yourself up for disaster. You claimed you were. You lost it to Rachel and Grace. You're claiming you are again. I'm telling you. Lightning strikes twice. You've got to watch what you say. You've got to be careful when you go claiming something. If you're going to claim it, you better back it up. These girls barely won by the skin of their teeth. Barely. So, to prove the point, you're not backing up your claim. If you're the best tag team, you're not going to let someone else dominate you like Rachel and Grace are. You're going to give it all you've got. It Just the luck of the draw. I guess it's just the luck of the draw. We'll see. Ah, the Swingers Palace, guys. If any of you don't know what the Swingers Palace is, it is like going to Vegas. 
betting, poker, you know, cards, the women, the wine. It's incredible to watch. It's like you're sitting at a casino in Vegas. It's incredible to watch. And the wrestlers get together from Impact, and they make bets on other other matches. And, you know, they play poker, and they, you know, they, they you know, it's fun to watch. If you guys want to and would love to, go on social media and type in the Swingers Palace on Impact and watch it. It is incredible. You'll see some great matchups. I mean, some people will literally be playing poker and you'll get to see a tag team formed. You'll see a new star being brought in. You never know what you're going to see when you watch the Swingers Palace. Of course, Triple X, he tries to make a bet on the main event. Johnny Swinger starts making fun of Triple X losing. Johnny Swinger is hilarious to watch. He really is because he makes sure you guys know where he stands. Swinger. Hence Swinger's Palace. There you go, guys. Put two and two together. You got it. He was making fun of Triple X because he lost. Triple X put up a heck of a fight. I disagree with Johnny. He put up a heck of a fight. Losing was not something he was expecting. It's just the fact that he was with Raju, and Raju and him, their communication might have been a little off. You know, they're not used to wrestling together. So, you know, when you're a new tag team, you're not exactly functioning on all cylinders. So, to make fun of him, that kind of was a little bit disrespectful. He then asked uh, Hernando to escort him out. You can see the tension. Triple X literally gets up. The chair slides back. He gets in his face. Oh, here we go. Could Impact actually be setting up a fight between Johnny Swinger and Triple X? This could be an incredible fight, guys. This could be absolutely epic if they put these two together. Because these two will bring the house down. They will literally bring the house down. Impact Wrestling X Division Championship match. Josh Alexander versus Bullet Club, a.k.a. New Japan's El Fantasma. This match was the one I told you guys you needed to watch. It was on my one to watch last week. Because El Fantasmo is literally incredible to watch. He is absolutely incredible. And I really thought he would give Josh Alexander a run for his money. Beginning, he was doing really great. I mean, he was doing fantastic. El Fantasmo was doing circles around Josh Alexander. You were, you know, I was really sitting back thinking, oh, here it comes. El Fantasma is going to win this title. Exhibition Championship is going to go back to New Japan. Uh, you know, back to the Bullet Club. If it gets there, you ain't getting it back. Bullet Club protect their champs. That's just how they do things. That's how they roll. Back and forth, you know, Josh Alexander finally starts getting back into the match. And you're starting to see a little, a little bit more of a good fight, you know, between the two. Josh Alexander was literally pushing El Fantasmo to the limit. I've never seen El Fantasmo push like this before. If you guys have never seen either one of these guys, go on social media and look them both up. Look up Josh Alexander from Impact and look up El Fantasmo from New Japan. Anything you see by these guys, they are incredible to watch. So to put the two of them together in a match made, I mean, they were literally pushing each other to the limit. It came down to the wire. You weren't sure which way it was going to go. Of course, Josh Alexander did retain. For me, sad day. Because I really would love to have seen the X Division title took back over to New Japan and see what El Fantasma would have done with it. It would have been incredible to see. Doesn't mean that El Fantasma won't get it later down the line. But this was a great showcase to let the Impact fans see 
what these two superstars were capable of. It also was giving the Impact fans a chance to see El Fantasma work in the ring. Because a lot of people over here in the States and a lot of people overseas don't really get to see New Japan uh, unless, you know, of course they have you know, the app or they have access to it. So to get to see El Fantasma on this kind of level, you get to see what this guy really can do. It gives you an idea of what he's capable of. Does it give you an idea of what he can completely do? No, but it does give you a great idea. So go check out this match, guys, on social media. It's an incredible match. You, you'll see two of the best superstars, one from overseas in New Japan, and one here just really, it, it was a knockout match. It was great. Finn Juice and Edwards say that tonight, boys, it's three on three. Now, for those of you who don't know, Elite has not only been giving Sammy Callahan trouble, but he they've been giving Finn Juice and, 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 and Edwards a little bit of trouble. Eddie Edwards is not, you know, he's come out to help Finn Juice because, you know, they're running buddies. They used to be friends back way back in the day. He's real close to Fit Finley, so he kind of feels like, you know, he needs to help him out. So, it's kind of, I, I get it. I get the, the issue. But what I don't get is why Kenny Omega is so focused on Eddie Edwards. So focused on him that he can't pay attention to what's going on on the other side. I mean, you've got a match tonight. Uh, you know, six men gunning for your chance at your title. You should be focused on that instead of being focused on them. Good brothers, I get why they're mad. Finjus took their titles. So they're a little ticked off. And the last two times that they've had an actual match against Finjuice, they've not been able to get past Juice Robinson and David Finley. They just can't get past them. And they can't figure out why. They can't figure out if it's their chemistry is off or what it is. As a wrestling fan, in my opinion, it's just that David Finley is playing on a totally different level. He's just high. I mean... It's incredible to see this boy work. I mean, he's never worked like this in New Japan. Never, 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 never. Not to this caliber. And that's just it. It's just they're, just, they're just doing really good in Impact right now. That's your problem. It's not you. You're a great tag team. Doc Gallows, Carl Anderson, great tag team. You're just up against a tag team that's playing on a whole different level than you. you you're, you're not used to that. So that's where the problem was. But they've been being getting attacked by the elite every single time they have a match. Either Eddie Edwards or Finn Juice, Kenny Omega, Don Callis, they all come out and start, you know, start fighting. It's always the problem. So basically tonight it's three on three. There is no sneak attack, no sabotage, no, ooh, I'm going to slide in because of DQ. No. They basically say what all the Impact Superstars have been saying. Sammy Calloway, Moose, Jackson Storm. All of them have been saying this. That Impact is under siege right now. It's under siege by the elite. And Finjuice respects Impact. Because Impact has done so much for them. They've done so much for them. Back before they were in New... When they, you know, when they first started to when they got to New Japan. They've done so much for them. Finjuice respects them. They respect Impact. They respect the brand. They respect everything about them. And the brother, of course, the good brothers are saying, don't. The good brothers are making a mockery of impact. I, I, I kind of agree, but you got to take into consideration, guys. They're heels. That's what heels do. That's just what they do. That's how it is. Kenny and his boys basically think that they call the shots around here, is what David Finley says. But tonight, 
all of them are in for a rude awakening. This came from David Finley. If they want control of impact, they're going to have to pry it from our cold, dead hands. They're serious. They are playing with fire. And David Finley, Juice Robinson, and Eddie Edwards are about to burn them because they've had enough. They're tired of it. I told you guys. Impact is starting to... The Impact Superstars are starting to see the problem. The center of the problem lies with Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers and Don Callis. They see it that way because they're running rough shot not just on one match, but they're attacking everybody and everybody matches. They're just going through there, just going after everybody, whether they're in a storyline with them or not. If they don't like them, they're taking them out. The problem with that is, guys, is you cause a problem because you cause an uprising. If you continue to attack everybody in Impact, you're going to get the bull by the horns, and he's going to run you. He's going to run you like you ain't been ran before. That's just how it is. You are going to piss off the wrong people, and they're going to come after you. That's just how it is. They're going to team up together, and you're all going to be in trouble. Impact Knockout Championship. Deanna Parazzi versus Havoc. I told you guys last week. I really thought it should have been Rosemary. Because Rosemary would have given Deanna Parazzi a big run for her money. But it wasn't. It turned out to be Havoc. Havoc did an excellent job. This match was incredible. Havoc did things I didn't think Havoc would do to Deanna Parazzi. She did things I didn't see coming. It was incredible to watch what Havoc could do. Of course, I thought at some point Rosemary might pop up. I thought at some point we might see, you know, Crazy Steve. We might see Black Taurus. We might see Decay. I was expecting that, but there, no. It was a clean, fair fight. You know, Kimberly and Susan didn't come out. It was a clean, fair fight between the two girls. Of course, it was an incredible fight. Havoc didn't give Deanna an easy run. No, she didn't. She gave her a tough time. And for there for a little bit, you know, you were kind of thinking, okay, Havoc's got this. She's got this. She has to. But, of course, Deanna did win that one. She retained. I don't see Deanna keeping it for very long. I just don't. That's just my opinion. You may disagree. But she's, she's running out of fire. She's running out of fire fast because she's got opponents who are a lot tougher than her coming after her and they're not playing they're not playing her games they're not going to you know play this Diana Parazzi's just got to accept that eventually her time is going to run out and she's going to run into an opponent she can't beat that's just how it is that's how it happens but of course like I said Diana did retain we'll see where this goes could we see Rosemary go after her next Taylor Wild, you know, Wild. Tennille Dashwood who knows that you know the sky's the limit as to where this could go and where this knockout championship could go to. Now we move on to Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers versus Eddie Edwards and Finn Juice. I told you guys this was going to be a nasty match. And believe me, it was nasty. It, 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 it was not, you know, a normal tag team, you know, tag team match. You were not expecting. I mean, this was, this was just an all-out free-for-all brawl. I mean, back and forth. I mean, you couldn't really keep up with who was going to do what. I mean, tables were brought, brought in. Chairs were brought in. Kendo sticks with Kenny's name on it. It was a mess. I mean, back and forth. David Finley just literally, I mean, this boy did, it's incredible. There was a table sitting in the, sitting in the bottom corner by the, you know, the little apron on the outside. It was on the floor. Kenny Omega was inside facing Eddie Edwards. Good Brothers tried to interfere by grabbing Juice Robinson and, Finn, and you know David Finley. 
Finley had had enough. He had had enough of Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson's shenanigans. He had just had enough. He was done. He's standing there, gets back up on the apron. Good brother should put this table up early in the night and had it up against, you know, the side. Had it all set up, ready to go. Got to put somebody through it at some point. It had been there for half the match. No one had ever gone through it. David Finley's just standing there, and you think, okay, he's going to stand there and wait and make a tag and go in and face Kenny or go in and face Anderson or go in and face Gallows. No. Gallows comes around again to make a move on Juice Robinson. David Finley comes running across the outside of the ring and outside of the ring apron, guys. Runs across, leaps up on top of the post, does a backflip, and knocks Gallows through that table they set up. Incredible move. David Finley blew my mind. Where did this come from? He took out Gall Gallows was out of the equation. He was literally out laying between a broken table. David Finley popped back up, goes back over there and stands up, takes the tag. It goes back and forth, back and forth like this. Gallows doesn't move. He is laying there not moving. You're thinking, oh boy, this is going to get... Because you're thinking, okay, sometimes when they do that, they lay there and then all of a sudden they pop up. Uh-uh. Who gets the who gets the pinfall? But David Finley on Kenny Omega. I was in shock. I, if there had been a crowd, there would have been stunned silence. David Finley pinned the Impact Champion to get the win. It was incredible. Well, I mean, like I told you guys, where was this David Finley in New Japan? Never seen this one. Incredible. It was a great showcase of what this team can do outside of New Japan. It was incredible. Like I said, Eddie Edwards and Finjuice won the match because of David Finley. It was incredible, guys. Incredible. Now, here we go. The big showdown of all showdowns. The Impact Wrestling World Championship number one contenders six-way match. There are no DQs, guys. Keep that in mind. There are six competitors in the ring. No DQ. No DQ. It involves Sammy Callaway versus Matt Cardona versus Chris Bay versus Moose versus Chris Sabian versus Trey Miguel. Let's start with Sammy Callahan. I told you guys, Sammy Callahan's incredible. How this boy got into this match is pure luck. Pure luck of the draw. Pure luck. This boy deserved it. He deserved to be in it. Then we move on to Matt Cardona. Matt Cardona is on fire right now in Impact. He is literally on fire. He is incredible to watch. This Where was this guy in any other you know wrestling company he's ever been in? Just fantastic. Then, of course, you have Chris Bay. Chris Bay is just a great competitor. He's a great performer. He's a high flyer. You're not quite sure which way he's going to go. Is he heel? Is he face? You don't know. This man literally flips on a dime. You're not sure where, where he's going to go. Then you have Chris Sabian. Chris Sabian is one half of the tag team with Jackson Storm. Without Jackson Storm, he's incredible. With Jackson Storm, he's marvelous. It is incredible to watch Chris Sabian work. Incredible to watch. Then you have Trey Miguel. Trey Miguel's new. I kind of like Trey. You know, he. You know, normally I'm used to seeing him with TJP and you know, so, you know the other members of TJP's faction. 
to get to see Trey showcased outside of TJP is interesting. It's interesting to see. It's interesting to see how this guy's going. How this guy works. He's a great performer. He's he's fantastic. But then you have the Dominator, the dominating force, the main guy you got to watch, the one that could cause Kenny a whole lot of trouble. And I'm talking about Moose. If you guys have not seen Moose, this guy is what you call a dangerous man. He is seriously dangerous. When he gets in a ring, he will dominate. This guy is at least 6'2", 6'3". You know, he's, he's a big man. He is a you know a tall man, and I mean, but dominating. I mean, a dominating force. And then you got him against these other guys, and you're sitting here going, "Oh, who, can anybody take out Moose? Is there anybody that can stop Moose? I just don't see it. it." It was an incredible match. It was fun to watch. You know, you're not sure which way it's going to go. Kenny Omega, I figured, would come out at some point because he's got one major threat like I said in this six way six way match and that's Moose I figured you know everybody tried to take out Moose everybody tried to take out Moose you take out Moose you're good you couldn't keep Moose down no matter what Sammy Callahan any of them threw at him Moose just couldn't be took down this man was unstoppable he was like a train plowing through every competitor in that ring it ended with of course Kenny Omega's biggest fear coming true, and that was Moose winning the number one contendership match. He is now the number one contender for the Impact title. Kenny's got a big problem, a serious problem, because Moose is a threat, a serious. Anybody else in this match, Kenny might have been able to, you know, get a little bit of the upper hand on. It doesn't matter who, how many people are in the ring, outside the ring. It doesn't stop Moose. Moose is a one-man wrecking crew. And you now have him with his eyes set on Kenny Omega. It will not matter if the Good Brothers get involved. It won't matter if that, you know, Don Callis tries to cheat. It won't matter if they bring the Young Bucks. It's not going to change a thing. Moose will still get through. He's just a one-man wrecking crew. There is nothing that can stop this man. Nothing. I mean, Rich Swan barely won that title. Squeaked by. Moose, Moose had him. Squeaked by. Barely. So you can only imagine what's going to happen with Kenny. Kenny's going to have to pull out some serious stops. I mean, some stuff this man's never done to get past Moose. And cheating isn't going to work because it's not going to stop him. He's going to have to come up with something else. He's going to have to be really on his A game because Moose is a threat Kenny needs to be paying attention to. Really needs to be paying attention to. Of course, after the match, Callahan was upset at the ramp. Moose was celebrating and basically walked up to the camera. And this was my favorite part. This was my favorite part. He walks up to the camera and tells Don Callis. He calls Don Callis out on the camera and tells him, Tell your king I'm coming for his crown. That's exactly what he said to him. Tell your king I'm coming for his crown. And that's how Under Siege ended. I'm telling you guys, Moose is a problem. He is a serious threat to Kenny Omega's title. And Kenny better be paying close attention. He better have his eyes wide open and have eyes in the back of his head because Moose, when he says he's coming for your crown, he's coming for it. And there ain't nothing you can do to stop it. You better be on your A game. That's all I gotta say.
Now we move on to WWE's WrestleMania Backlash for 516. Incredible, incredible, incredible. So excited to see this. Of course, we had a match on the kickoff show. Sheamus comes out and starts. Of course, this is a no title match. No title match. Comes out and basically makes his little claim to call somebody out to face him. Anybody that wants to face Sheamus. Anybody. Anybody from the locker room. Anybody in the back. Who answers the call? But Mr. One and only Ricochet. That was a shocker. Even Sheamus was in shock. I was in shock. Ricochet. Of all the people you would think that would, you know, you wouldn't think it would be Ricochet. It was, it was, it was, I was happy. I was happy to see Ricochet there. I incredible. I mean, absolutely incredible. Ricochet back and forth. I mean, Ricochet gave Sheamus a run for his money. Sheamus has never, ever been done the way he was done by Ricochet. Rico it was just incredible. It was an incredible match. Ricochet really brought his A game and really pushed Sheamus to his limit. It was incredible. Incredible match. Of course, Sheamus did win that match. But what was funny is he was cutting his promo after the match. Sheamus' usual promo about how he's better than everybody. I told you guys, when Sheamus is a champ, he's incredible. He's absolutely incredible. If you've not seen him, go on social media and look up Sheamus. He's incredible as a champ. He is so fun to watch when he's a champion. But he's cutting his promo. Ricochet comes up from behind and basically takes off because he's got a little jacket that he wears, you know, that Sheamus wears. And his little, you know, his little hat. He's kind of cute when he wears it. Ricochet takes both of them off of him, puts his hat on his head and his coat on his head and swirls all the way up to the top of the ramp, styling and profiling in Seamus' hat and coat. Seamus is furious. Oh, you can see the steam coming out of his ears. He's so mad. Ricochet basically going, you want it, come and get it. It was just, it was great. It was incredible. Incredible match to start the kickoff show. Great match. Fantastic. Then we have, at the main event, the main show, main show of show, triple threat match for the Women's Raw tie Championship. Of course, we have Charlotte Flair versus Asuka versus Rhea Ripley. I told you guys my prediction last week that I thought it was going to be Rhea. Rhea, I mean, she's just on fire right now. This girl is just dominating right now. Charlotte, I was kind of concerned because she, like I told you guys, she, she put herself into this match. She didn't qualify for it. She didn't, you know, I agree with Rhea. She should have gotten a qualifying match like Braun Strowman did so that, you know, it could, you know, it could be a fair fight. She just weaseled her way into this match because she claims she's the opportunity. Really, Charlotte? You're the opportunity? Uh-uh. Don't think so. And these girls are going to prove it. It was back and forth. You weren't quite sure who was going to win this, who wasn't going to win it. It was an incredible match. I mean, a really great women's match. Perfect way to start WrestleMania Backlash. It was just incredible. An incredible fight. Unfortunately for Charlotte, she's not the opportunity. And unfortunately for Charlotte, she didn't win. Rhea Ripley won that match, retaining her title. What was funny is what happened afterwards. Rhea, of course, did pin Asuka to get the title, keep her title. She gets up there. Charlotte is so upset that she lost. Rhea's up there taunting Charlotte, barking at her, you know, ma you know, making faces. It was the best thing ever. It was so funny to see Rhea picking on Charlotte. I was just 
laughing. It was incredible because Charlotte weaseled her way into a match she didn't belong in. And Rhea proved she didn't belong in this match. She proved it without a shadow of a doubt. But the barking was the funniest part because she literally was barking at her, guys. Barking. It was incredible. Of course, we see Lashley entering with MVP. He's got a triple threat match tonight, too. Lashley styling and profiling like only Lashley can. And it, it was an interesting little, you know, in between, you know, really nice to see. Miz and Morrison are standing in the back talking about this lumberjack match that Miz has been stuck in. <laughs> Miz, you you should have should have paid attention. You you're the reason Morrison lost. You're the reason that you're in this match to begin with, because you weren't paying attention. And Damian Priest got one up on you. There you go, boys. Well, Miz Morrison seems to think that he can go talk to the lumberjacks and get the lumberjacks to you know come onto their side and help them out because he knows where the locker room is and they're gonna have a little chat. More, you know, Miz is gonna have a problem. Blah 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 blah. So Morrison goes off to do that. Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, before the match between the Mysterios, has a confrontation with Dominic and takes Dominic out. Now you're starting, the panic's starting to settle in. Because this was supposed to be a fair fight. I mean, they literally dumped a couch on top of Dominic. I mean, a whole couch on top of Dominic, pinning him under it. Dominic's not medically cleared, according to you know, I've been told he's not, he shouldn't wrestle. He's not, it's not technically he's not medically cleared, but he's being told he shouldn't by his father. So what does Ray do? He decides to go out and face Ziggler and Rude by himself in a handicap match for the titles. No, 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 no. Handicap match? Seriously? Are you kidding me? Ray tries. Ray really does. And Ray really does well. He does great. I'm sitting there the whole time thinking, okay, this is WWE Creative's way of smacking the Mysterios in the face again, and basically they're going to lose, and this is, ha, 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 we got one up on you, we're going to let Ziggler and Rude keep the titles, da, 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 no, 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 Dominic comes out in the middle of the match, in the middle of the match, now mind you, remember, he had a couch dumped on him, he's holding his ribs, but he seems to be functioning on all cylinders, Comes out there and gets up on the ring, on, you know, on the ring apron and tries to get his father to tag him in. Ray doesn't know what he's doing. Ray thinks he's crazy. Ray thinks he should be in the back resting up. You know, he shouldn't even be in this match. But of course, Dominic does get in the match. Ray finally tags him in. It's a back and forth battle. It's an incredible. I mean, Dominic really showcases what this boy can do. He really shows. He shines in this match. Shines so well for having a you know a couch dumped on him. He really shines. And guys, the best part is is we get what we what we were hoping. Maybe some of you weren't, and you can tell me on social media what you think. But we finally get the first father and son. Tag Team Champions in WWE history. Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio win the match. Incredible pullout. Incredible finish. They were celebrating in the ring. I was celebrating in the living room. It was incredible to watch. I was so happy to see them get this. This is, this is great. This is fantastic. Creative finally did something right. Again, Creative didn't let me down. I was impressed with it. I was very happy with the way that went. Now, remember I told you guys Morrison knows where the locker room is. 
to where the lumberjacks are. Well, he walks up, you know, debating on knocking on the door. Of course, she sees a little sign that says lumberjacks. And Morrison decides he's going to walk in and talk to him because he figures if I can get the lumberjacks on Mrs. side, we're good. Damien Priest will lose the match, blah, blah, blah. When he walks in the door, he gets a surprise. He gets a shock of his life, and so did we. Now, guys, mind you, WWE WrestleMania Backlash was basically sponsored by Army of the Dead. Now, this is Batista's movie. It's a zombie movie. So, Batista sends some of his buddies to kind of help out WWE. And what I mean by buddies is what Morrison walks into. A room full of zombies. It was incredible. Morrison was freaking out. I was like, what? Did Batista, you've outdone yourself. This was incredible. Zombies. Zombies in the lumberjack room. Incredible. Of course, Morrison runs out. You see the zombies coming out after him. It was great. It was. If you've not seen it, go look it up. It is great. It is fantastic. Jimmy Uso. Jimmy Uso's had issues with Roman. We all know. All of us who have watched it have seen what Jimmy's been going through. Jimmy has had some serious... And it's because of the way Roman's treating Jay. I agree with Jimmy. They should be allowed to shine just as much as Roman does. I mean, it, it, you're better together as a family if, you know, you've all got gold in the, in the family unit. But Roman seems to think that's not the case. He enters Roman's office and finds Jay Uso. And basically, he makes the comment and tries to make a compelling case against Jay, with Jay, telling Jay, look, we deserve a shot at those tag team titles. We would be better as a family unit if we had those titles. Put a little bit more respect on our name and a little bit more respect on the, you know, the Roman dynasty. It would do a lot better for us. If we did this, it would be a little bit more fair. Starts to get Jay thinking, hey, maybe Jay's, you know, maybe Jimmy's right. Maybe this is what we need to do. Yeah, you know, get Jay's gears turning. Roman walks in. Basically interrupting Jimmy. Shutting Jimmy down right there. Because you know how Roman is. It's his way or the highway. All Jimmy does is smile at him. Walk over there. Pats him on the chest and tells him. Good luck tonight champ. And walks out. Got your gears current in there. What is going on? What is happening with the Roman dynasty? What? Jimmy is pretty much running rush shot around here. And Roman can't control Jimmy Uso. Can, can he keep his hold on his, you know, his right-hand man, Jay? We don't know where this is going. Morrison finally finds Miss. He comes running up to Miss and tells him, The lumberjacks are zombies. The lumberjacks are zombies. Miss looks at him like he's absolutely insane. Like he got a little bit into too much of the funny juice. Acting, you know, not quite sure what to think of Morrison's reaction. He tells him, You're crazy. There are no zombies. Have you lost your mind? He's like, look, 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 I, I, I don't know what is wrong with you, but I've got a match against Damian Priest. You, you just need to calm down. Stop overreacting. Everything's fine. You know, I, we, we'll figure this out. Enters the match. Miz and Morrison, with Morrison, versus Damian Priest in a lumberjack match. Of course, Miz comes out. And he does his little, you know, his little celebration and stuff. And he's standing up there. And, of course, Damian Priest comes out with a fantastic opener. That anytime he does a pay-per-view, his opener, just his entrance just pops. It pops. It's like it was made for pay-per-views. 
But he comes out and Miss literally sees the zombies and starts realizing Morrison's on to something. We've got a serious problem. There are literally, guys, I'm not kidding you, literally zombies surrounding the ring. Zombie lumberjacks. Real, I'm not talking goo, yeah, real zombie looking lumberjacks. It's, it beats all I've ever seen. Well, Miss, at one point, tries to run out and get away from the zombies. Morrison's running too. Morrison jumps over the barricade gets gone. Miz runs around behind the commentary desk. Well, when he does them, zombies come over there by Corey Graves and them. Corey Graves and them get the heck out of Dodge. They ain't even playing with zombies. They're like, eh, hey, we want nothing to do with this. Get out of here. This is this is just, we're going to do commentary at a safe location. We're not fooling with this. This is crazy. No, 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 no. Miz realizes he's in serious trouble. He realizes, I'm not just dealing with, I don't have Morrison anymore, but I'm not just dealing with Damian Priest. I'm dealing with zombies outside my ring. Something I'm not used to. Something I'm not, but it's not just Miz that's dealing with them. Damian's dealing with them too. So they both have a big problem with these zombies that David Batista brought to, you know, WWE. They got a serious problem. The funny part is in that safe location of the commentary desk, Corey Graves goes and says, Guys, don't adjust your screens. This is WWE, not ECW. Absolutely hilarious. Corey Graves is on fire on commentary. He is just on fire. He keeps talking about the zombies. The zombies are chasing after him. You know, they, Damian Priest gets thrown out. They come after Damian. Morrison gets back in there. They literally grab Morrison and pull him down over the side of the apron. I mean, literally, pull him down. Past the screens, we lose Morrison altogether. It's a back and forth. Miz gets thrown out. They come after Miz. At one point, Miz and Damian Priest team together and attack the zombies. It's, it's absolutely, if you've not seen this, guys, go on social media and watch this. This was one of the best lumberjack matches I've seen on a pay-per-view in a long time. Thank you, David Batista. We love this. This was incredible. Back and forth, back and forth. Of course, Damian Priest does win that match. He does win it. The zombies crawl into the ring where Morrison's laying after he'd been hit the... Uh, yeah, while Miz is laying in the ring after he hit the lights and literally just start climbing all over Miz. Miz is getting devoured by the zombies. It, Graves is killing it. Graves is like, they're eating Miz! It was incredible to watch. I mean, it was incredible. Commentary back and forth. The zombies, Damian Priest, Morrison, Miz... Great setup. Heck of a way to end this feud between them. It was just great. It was a great match. And like I said, thank you, David Batista. That was just fantastic. Just just killing it. Now, the thing that threw me off, everybody knows how the pay-per-view lineups are set up. They're all set up in different, you know, each pay-per-view falls in different ways. Normally, after Backlash, normally, there's sometimes they change up. But normally, after Backlash, we get money in the bank. Because Money in the Bank sets up for us to get ready for SummerSlam and Survivor Series and all them. Where the Money in the Bank contract winner has a chance to cash in on those matches. Hell in a Cell normally doesn't fall until the last week of October. It's always set up around Halloween because it fits the Halloween theme. WWE decided to change it up this year. They decided to put Hell in the Cell on June 20th. Threw me for a loop-de-loop. Because Hell in a Cell is not in the middle of the slumber. It's normally in October. So now I'm trying to figure out where are they going to put the other pay-per-views? Where, you know, What's going to be in Hell in a Cell's position in October? 
It's this interesting little setup WWE is doing, but I'm not quite sure how they're going to do it. <coughs> Jenny and Jay kind of get into a fight. They get into a huge fight over, you know, the you know Roman's situation, you know, wanting to go for the tag team titles. This is back and forth between Jimmy and Jay. It's been back and forth between Jimmy and Jay for a while. Not sure where this is going to go. Could we see Jimmy and Jay go for the tag titles? Could we see Jay turn on Roman? It's a back and forth thing, and creative is really working with this. They're really going with this whole storyline. So they, you know, midway through the match, you know, between Damian Priest's match and the next match, they actually put Jimmy and Jay getting into a huge fight over, you know, the whole thing. And it's an interesting. I mean, it's interesting to see how the storyline's going. It's interesting to see where it's going to go. Uh, I'm kind of interested to see what's going to happen here. Now. We move on to the SmackDown Women's Championship. Bianca Belair versus Bailey. Okay, Pat McAfee's on commentary. I told you guys how much I love Pat on commentary. Call him on commentary. He is better than anything. He is just gold. He is just absolute gold. If you guys have not heard Pat McAfee on commentary, he is just gold. He is just absolute gold. And when Bianca comes out and does her little thing, Pat McAfee basically says, Bianca is looking at Bailey saying, I'm better than you, and you know it. MJF reference, guys. If you've watched AEW, that is MJF's famous line. I'm better than you, and you know it. Nice job there, Pat. Nice shouting out to AEW. I'm pretty sure they appreciate the shout out. But, like I said, Pat McAfee on fire. This match was great. This match, like I said, I wasn't sure. Bianca, I went with her because Bianca is, you know, a great ring competitor, great showcase. She, you know, she shows what she can do. She gives Bailey a run for her money. She didn't disappoint. She did not disappoint. She was literally on fire. Bailey tried everything to cheat, anything she could do to cheat, and Bailey just couldn't get past her. She couldn't get over that hurdle. She tried using her hair, blah, blah, blah. She tried everything, but she couldn't get past the SmackDown Women's Champion. Bianca Belair did retain her title and did beat Bailey. But she tries to tell the ref that Bianca cheated by using her hair. She tried to tell the ref that she cheated. The ref then in turn does something that you don't normally see a ref do after the match. The ref comments on Bailey cheating and how he busted her with her feet on the ropes. Not once, not twice, but three times. He called her out. She was mad. She was furious that she lost that way. But hey, what can I say? You tried to cheat and then you tried to say that Bianca cheated. No, sweetheart, you cheated and you thought by cheating you were going to win. Note to everyone, cheaters never prosper. Keep that in mind. Remember that, Bailey. Cheaters never prosper, and you tried to cheat. Ref just called. Ref just called what he saw. Don't get mad at the ref. Don't get upset. The ref called it as he saw it. Plain and simple. MVP. I told you guys, he loves to talk. Oh, he loves to talk, 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 and that's exactly what he was doing. He does an interview talking about Braun Strowman. He says he isn't talented or intelligent enough to hold the title. That. He's not as smart as the others. That he, he just can't do it. He's he's dumb is basically what he's saying. He's pulling a Shane McMahon. Careful, MVP. You don't pull that kind of stuff when it comes to Braun Strowman. He doesn't take getting called that laying down, nor does he take it nicely. 
So you got to be careful what you say. You're playing with fire and you're going to get burned. Now we move on to the triple threat match for the Raw WWE Championship. Drew McIntyre versus Braun Strowman versus Lashley. Uh, now remember guys, key note, the championship has not changed hands in a triple threat match since 2015. 2015. Let that sink in, guys. We are in 2021 and they're in a triple threat match. Lashley doesn't have to lose. Doesn't even have to be in this to lose his title. He he doesn't. He doesn't have to. And this match was a grueling match. It was nasty between these three. These three were bringing it. I mean, literally <coughs> bringing it. Of course, Drew and Bobby at one point team up to take out Braun. Because Braun is a serious problem. Lashley and Drew wanted it to be a fair fight between the two of them. Kind of like a rematch from WrestleMania. That's what they wanted. They didn't get that because Braun threw a kink in the cog. Back and forth, back and forth. They eventually get Braun out for a little bit. Just enough to where the two of them can face each other. MVP doesn't get involved in the match. MVP stays out of it. Props to MVP for staying out of it. I'm proud that he did. It's a back and forth grueling match between the two of them. Back, 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 back. It ends up going up the ramp. Because remember, guys, in a triple threat match, it's no DQ. No DQ. You does not matter. It, you could hit touch the rope, and it doesn't matter. No DQ. They end up at the top of the ramp. Now, guys, this is where it gets dangerous. Because those of you who don't know, Braun Strowman, a few years back, Braun Strowman and, Drew, and you know, uh, Bobby Lashley had a feud going. A major feud between the two of them. In the middle of that match, they both ended up at the entrance ramp at the very top near the Titantron. They literally went through that Titantron and both of them ended up getting seriously electrocuted because they hit the power boxes on the inside, taking them both out for a couple of weeks. We didn't see either one of them. Fast forward to now, 2021. Here we are again, but this time it's Lashley and Drew up near the Titantron, getting seriously into dangerous territory. They're fighting back and forth. Drew McIntyre literally takes Bobby Lashley, slings him. He goes through the panel next to the Titantron. Sparks fly everywhere. Oh, no. Here we go. Back to that moment where him and Braun were a few years ago. Lashley is out. Now it's between Drew and and Braun. And it is a nasty fight between these two. I mean, nasty, nasty, nasty. Eventually, Drew claymores him. We think we're good. Yes, Drew's going to get the title. All of a sudden, I mean, literally MVP standing up at the top of the ramp. We don't see Lashley. This match went on for another good 30, 40 minutes without seeing Lashley. Lashley is nowhere to be found. He's just gone. MVP standing up there. At the top of the ramp, we don't see. I mean, it's back and forth fight. You know, back and forth. I mean, Claymore, we think, okay, this is it. Lashley's about to lose his title yet again in another triple threat match. Out of nowhere. I mean, literally like he popped up out of smoke. Here comes Bobby Lashley with a, I mean, literal spear. Clean through. I mean, clean through. I mean, just took him out. Rolls over on top of Braun. One, two, three. 
Bobby Lashley retains his title. I mean, like a guy, as I said, he came out of nowhere. He went through a Titantron panel. We didn't see him for 45 minutes to an hour. And then all of a sudden, here he is. Out of nowhere. What did I guys tell you guys? What did I tell y'all? Bobby Lashley is a true champion. A true champion. He is at the top of his game. And he just proved it in a triple threat match. This man deserves to stay champion for a while because it does not matter. You throw him through a Titantron, he's going to show up. Just be prepared, guys. Just be prepared because that's what he's going to do. And that's exactly what he did. Incredible to watch. Incredible. It was an incredible match. If you did not see it, go look it up on social media. I promise you guys, you won't be disappointed. If you have a different opinion, get on my social media and tell me. I love to hear your opinions on this. I really do. But this was an incredible match. Now we have a match that's got to follow it. A match that's got to do just as well, if not better, than the triple threat match. And I'm talking about the main event. The universal title match. Roman Reigns versus Cesaro. I told you guys this was going to be a very interesting match. This of course is Cesaro's first pay-per-view. Going after a title. A big deal. Big deal for Cesaro. Big deal. Big huge deal. After 10 years. He finally gets to face for a world title. 10 years guys. It's a long time. Long 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 time. First time main eventing, like I told you guys, for a title. I mean, it was incre- I mean, incredible. This match was absolutely spectacular. Back and forth match. You mean, it was just interesting to watch this match. I mean, boom, back forth, back forth, back forth. Absolutely incredible. The most incredible part was what Cesaro did. Roman has this move called the guillotine. It's a very serious move. I mean, it will take you out. Anybody that gets put in a guillotine has never, other than Kevin Owens, been able to get out of this out of this move. He puts Cesaro in it. Cesaro gets out of it not once, not twice, but three times. And mind you guys, Cesaro has an injured arm. He injured his arm in the midway, close to the beginning of the match. He's powering through this. I mean, he does a neutralizer with this thing. He does, I mean, he literally pushes Roman to his limit. He has Roman in a lapel lock trying to get Roman to tap out. Roman almost taps out. Paul Heyman is beside himself. I'm literally sitting on the edge of my seat going, is this really going to happen? Is Cesaro finally going to get this title? But the fact that he literally got out of three guillotines, three of them, Literally countered them. It was incredible. It was an incredible match. A fantastic, fantastic match. Of course, fourth guillotine couldn't get out of it. Roman did retain. Jey Uso comes out, and of course, uh, they have a little confrontation. Blah 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 blah. La la la. He enters, gives Roman this little lay to say, "Okay, look, you're the, uh, you're the champ." You're the man, you're the man, you're the head of the table, da 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 And he starts, after he gave him the lay, he turns over and starts attacking, Jay, uh, Jay starts attacking Cesaro. Who did not see this happening? Who did not see this happening? I mean, literally a beatdown on Cesaro with Jay Uso. Roman's sitting there admiring his handiwork, admiring it like Roman should admire it, when all of a sudden, his admiring gets broke by the sounds of burn it down. Seth Rollins music hits. The crowd in the Thunderdome go absolutely ape 
wall. Because the last time this happened, Roman was celebrating with a title, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Seth appears, pedigrees him, and it's over. Everybody's thinking, deja vu. Here we go again. Finally, we're going to get another match. He comes out, steps up in front of Roman. Everybody, me, I'm going, yes, yes, Rollins versus Reigns. Yes, 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 yes. I'm getting excited. He's standing out. I mean, you can see Roman's not happy with Seth interrupting his little showboat. Not happy with it at all. Roman is literally staring at Seth. Seth's got that look of, I'm going to beat your butt. All of a sudden, it goes from a straight, serious, I'm going to kick your butt face to a smile. That smile goes across that wicked grin of the Friday night. I mean, literally that wicked grin. He turns around and attacks Cesaro, beating him up. Roman just walks out. Roman wants nothing to do with Seth Rollins. Wants nothing to do with him whatsoever. Walks out. He's beating the heck out of him. He literally takes a chair, wraps it around his injured arm, and slams it into the ring post. Literally just completely slams and destroys Cesaro. Destroys him. It was the most... I was in shock. I was in complete shock. But that kind of got me going to it. And it might have you guys wondering too. And if it does, I want to hear what you got to, what you got to say on social media. I want to hear what you guys think. But it got me wondering. Seth came out there after Roman won the title. Could we be seeing creative coming up with a Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns for the Universal title? Could that be in the works? Could this be the set of it? This is the second time Seth Rollins has been involved in a Roman Reigns confrontation. Second time, guys. Once on Friday Night SmackDown and now at WrestleMania Backlash. Could we be seeing in the near future... Rollins versus Reigns. Is that I mean, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that's what creative is coming up with. I'm hoping that's what they're trying to pitch. Pit, you know, kind of get Cesaro out of the way because Seth don't want to face Roman with Cesaro Gale standing in the back burner. Get Cesaro out of the way so Seth can go after the title. Could that be what we're seeing? I, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. As a wrestling fan, I would love to see Rollins versus Reigns again because when they fight, guys, they bring their game. I mean, it's incredible to watch the architect versus the big dog. It's incredible to watch. It's fantastic to watch. And now we would get to see the Friday Night Messiah versus the head of the table. Totally different game plan. Totally different ball game. I want to see where this is going to go. Creative, you got to give us that. Give us Rollins versus Reigns. It would be incredible. It would be even better if it was inside a hell in a cell. It would be incredible, guys. Incredible match. You guys may have a different opinion, or you guys may agree with me. If you do, hit me up on social media. Tell me what you think about Rollins coming out on Reigns. Could we be seeing this? Is this what's going to happen? I'd like to hear what you guys think. Of course, guys, that was an incredible pay-per-view. Fantastic. Both them and Under Siege were great. Fantastic pay-per-views. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I really do. Again, guys, I'd like to thank you guys for listening. Without you guys, there would be no In the Ring with Brandy. And I appreciate it. I appreciate it very much so. Guys, follow me on social media, on my, on my Facebook. Hit me up on Facebook. Tell me what you guys think. Give me your opinion. I love to hear your opinions on any of the matches from Under Siege or, you know, Backlash or anything you want to talk about wrestling-wise. I would love to hear it. Follow me on Twitter at, at Wrestling Nights. Nights ending with a Z, a Z. Tell me what you think on that one. Give me, you know, give me your opinion. Give me your ideas. Whatever you think. 
or hit me up on Instagram at In the Ring with Brandy. I, I love hearing you guys' opinions. I, I, I really do. I love your responses. I would love to hear more. You know, and again, guys, just, just, just tell me what you think. I love your opinions, and I appreciate you guys listening. And we'll see you next time with more wrestling action. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. Have a wonderful, wonderful night. Thank you. Bye bye.